Hello and welcome to The Palette, the podcast about language learning and teacher training by International House London. My name is Laura and in this episode I'm chatting to Helen Thomas, a teacher of British Sign Language. We'll be talking all things BSL, including its history and structure, as well as finding out about Helen's experiences teaching the language. Helen, perhaps you could start off by introducing yourself to our listeners. Well, my name is Helen. I'm a BSL tutor. I've been teaching BSL full-time, part-time for about 20 years. As you can tell by the accent, I'm from Wales, specifically South Wales. And I teach either through computer, so virtual lessons, and I also do group lessons, you know, face-to-face. And I've been doing that. It's only, it's only since the pandemic I've started doing it online. But before that, for 20 years before that, it was all classes through the, the local council. How did you get into it in the first place then? Flyer came through my door from the local council saying, you know, that there was, I don't know, basket weaving and, you know, sort of creative writing and dancing and this, that and the other, and sign language came up. So I know exactly how people feel because it's like, oh, oh, that would be good. I wonder what that's like. And then I went off and I did did a few years of learning and then I did my teaching qualification and it was like, right, okay, let's do this. So, yeah, for 20 years, I've been teaching sign language, full-time, part-time, in between other jobs. So, yeah, yeah, that's what uh, that's what's happened. Yeah, yeah. But, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Amazing. Now, can you give us a bit of an introduction to the world of BSL? So perhaps you can tell us something about the number of speakers or a little bit about the history or its current status as a language. Yeah, sure. In my classes, I don't go into the history too much because most people just want to learn how to sign, how to communicate with the deaf population. But I've had a look. There's um, the the statistics at the moment. There's just over 150,000 people using BSL in the UK. That's hearing and deaf people. About 125,000 deaf people use BSL as their main language. Yeah. Each country has a different language. Everybody is really surprised when I start teaching and they say, oh, this is universal. And I go, no, no, Ireland, <laughs> America have their own, because they do the, I can't, I can't even do it myself, but they have a one-handed alphabet, whereas we have oh. a two-handed alphabet, which okay. is a lot easier. Um <laughs> Sign language has been around for centuries, basically. A Spanish monk created it, created formal BSL in the 16th century. The language then travelled over to France, where a French priest founded the first school for for the the deaf people. Since then, obviously, it's been global. You know, everybody uses sign or deaf people use sign language in different different countries all around the world the official the first official use in the uk was apparently at a wedding in 1576 oh wow because the groom was deaf so they had to they had to find some way of communicating with the deaf groom and that was in leicester so yeah yeah before 1940 sign language wasn't really 
encourage in deaf people, they were encouraged more to lip read and to speak. But since then, people have found that sign language is, you know, a lot more effective to communicate with deaf people. In 2003, it was recognised as an official language. So, you know, same as same as Welsh. It took, a, took us a long time to become an official language, but we did. And it's the same with BSL. In 2003, it was recognised as an official language. Hopefully, there are talks, and apparently it's been going on for quite some time, but hopefully, from September 2025, BSL will be taught in schools up to GCSE level. Oh, wow. So it's... Yeah, yeah. So that'll be that'll be fantastic because the thing is, you don't have special, you don't have so many specialist schools for deaf people anymore. They're all integrated. Mm. So a lot of the time, I I get people coming to me and they say, "Oh, I want to learn sign language because my daughter's in school or my daughter's best friend is deaf and she wants to learn." And they, there's nowhere for children to learn at the moment. So the adults mm. learn and then teach the children and then, you know, or the, the teachers teach the, the children in school because they've got this deaf child or these deaf children. And I have grandchildren yeah. in school at the moment and every Christmas they've done, for the last few years, they've done a Christmas concert and when they sing in, they do it with sign language as well, which I think is amazing. Oh, wow. So my grandchildren are seven and nine so for the past couple of years, you know, you've got these little sponges who are, you know, finding out what the sign for Merry Christmas is and, you know, enjoy yeah. and happy and, and all those type of signs. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully by the time my grandchildren get to secondary school, they'll be able to take it up as a as another language. So, yeah, that's that that's good. It's really positive that, isn't it? Just something that didn't exist when I was in school. Yeah, no, not not when I was in school either. Yeah. The thing is, we tend to use sign language every day anyway, because if somebody is over the other side of the room and they say, you know, you, you want to ask them if they want a cup of tea or if you want a drink, then you'll do this. This is sign language for drink. Oh, wow. If somebody if somebody's over the other side of the room or, you know, you're meeting somebody in a pub and you say, oh, I'll phone you. This is the sign that you'll you know, That's what people do, you know? So this is the sign for phone. So we use it all, you know, in everyday situations anyway. Air traffic controllers use sign language. Army people, they use sign language because, you know, if they're out on manoeuvres and they can't speak, then you've got all this and, you know, all that type of thing. So that is a, a type of sign language. Lifeguards and divers, they use a type of sign language. It might not be BSL. But it is a type of sign language because they have to communicate because they can't speak. So they have to have yeah. some sort of that's communication. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that, that that's the history and that's how, hopefully, how it's going to go in the future. Hopefully, it'll be in all that's the amazing. schools come September 2025. So, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of people, they, in school, might have had classes in things like French or Spanish. So how does BSL compare to other languages in terms of grammar, syntax, vocabulary, that kind of thing? Easy, easy peasy. Honestly, there are no tenses in sign language. 
So you don't have to do your parts, past participles and your, your future, this, that, and the other. Everything is, you set the times, you know, whether it's in the past or whether it's in the future, and then everything then is signed as the present. So there are no tenses. There are no connected We, verbally, we tend to speak narratively. You know, if you're explaining something to somebody or what you did on the weekend, or I'm going to... I'm going shopping with my friend and I'm going to buy a pair of trousers and then we're going to have lunch and then we're going to go to the cinema and hopefully go for drinks after. And so we use all these little connecting words. Sign language doesn't use connecting words. So you'd, you'd have things like going shopping with friend, buy trousers, go for lunch, go to the cinema, have drinks, arrive home at late Saturday evening or whatever it is. Okay. So you just have, yeah. it's it's more, the way I look at it, it's more like bullet points. So you give the information. Yeah. Also, it's changed around as well. Like some some languages, they, they don't, the structure is different because they put the important thing at the beginning. Same with sign language. So if you were talking about shopping or work, you know, you wouldn't say, oh, I'm going, I'm going to work tomorrow. It would be work me tomorrow okay because you have to put the important thing because what you've got to realize is or what people real don't realize is it's really hard work concentrating on somebody signing you know so because you've you've got to where whereas we can do the washing up or do the ironing or be driving a car or anything else while somebody is talking to us a deaf person can't do that. They have to look at the, the person. They have to be face on with the person that they, they sign in with. They have to concentrate on their facial expression, on their body language, so as, as well as the, the hand signs. So to be concentrating on somebody exclusively for a period, a, a long period of time, it's very, very draining. You know, it's the concentration yeah. that you have. So the best thing to do for a deaf person is to tell them what you're talking about first off. So if you're talking about work, if you're talking about your family, if you're talking about your holidays, that's the thing that goes first and then everything else mm. after. So I suppose it's just a, it's a completely different way of communicating then really, isn't it? Just a different way of thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning, when I when I teach level one, I tend to get people to understand the signs first. And I don't mind about the structure of the the sentence. But then we get to a certain a certain point through the course and then it's like, right, okay, now we need to swap it around. You know what the signs are. Now we need to swap it around. The the only thing that I, I teach from the beginning, you know, in the right structure of the question signs, because where we say what is what is your name, where do you live? It's name you what, live you where. The question always goes at the end of the sentence. Okay. So it's the important thing first, then the question at the end. Oh, so interesting. So it's right what you were saying earlier then about really having to concentrate on, on the signs. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the things that you enjoy most about teaching BSL? I think it's because... I think I enjoy meeting all the different people because I've, I, like I said, I've been teaching it for 20 years. 
I can probably count on the fingers of one hand the amount of people that I've not actually gelled with. And I, you know, I mean, at one time I was doing this full full time when I was doing two hour classes, you know, morning, afternoon and evening. So it's the people. And I don't, my classes, I like them to be fun. I, I don't like them. Right, today, right, we're going to learn all about feelings. Right, this is these are the feelings that we need to do. I'm not, I'm not that regimented. It's, you know, we tend to go off on tangents. So <laughs> yeah. we, we have fun in our classes, you know, all the classes that I do. And most people, when they do end of year evaluations and reviews and things, it, it's, they all say I've got a lot of patience. It's the only time I've got patience then is in my classes because I don't have patience anywhere else in my life. <laughs> Helen, Helen is a lovely patient teacher. And it's like, really? Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love the people. I, I just love, I love being able to teach people how to communicate with with deaf people and now that they don't have so many deaf schools the children are integrated into mainstream schools i think it's important for especially young children to be able to communicate with these people because deaf people they, they, they're just isolated you know they, they they could be isolated and there's there's absolutely no need for them to be isolated because other than they have no hearing they're exactly the same as everybody else. They can do basically anything that, you know, deaf people can drive, which people find really amazing. It's like, how, how can they drive? How can they drive? I mean, most people, when they get in the car, they've got the radio or they got, you know, music channels blaring. So they don't even know what's going on behind them anyway. It's the same sort of thing with a deaf person, you know? They they, they are probably yeah. more aware of their, their surroundings than when I get in the car yeah. and it's like, oh, I love this song. And you just turn the, the radio up and <laughs> you know, singing along to it. So, yeah. Yeah. So what do you think are some of the benefits of being able to speak BSL? It's another language. So you can say you're bilingual. So that's, that's you know, I mean, if you've got yeah. French and German and Japanese and whatever, then you've got another language under your belt. It's it's integrating, it's, you know, sort of allowing these people to to be involved in mainstream society. You know, I mean, I know every, mm -hmm. deaf people have got their own society and their own community and their own clubs, etc. But you don't want people to be on the outskirts, you want everybody to be included. Mm. So I think that's, that's the yeah. important thing is for deaf people to be included. Are there any common misconceptions about BSL in your experience? Like I said, people think that deaf people can't drive. As I've said before, people think that sign language is universal, that it's the same in France, in Germany, in Australia, in UK. But when you think about it, even in the UK, there are different dialects in sign language, there are different signs, you know, numbers and colours especially are different. I teach numbers and colours in a specific way in Wales, but then when I, I teach one-to-one -one online, a lot of my students are from England, so there's a different different number 
process there. So they are different. They are different wow. numbers, and they, there's umpteen different ways of saying different colours. But when you think about it, you know, and people say, well, some some sign language you can understand why it's the sign is as it is, you know, and then it's like, oh yeah, I understand that. I understand that. That's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Because I, I teach, this is the sign for brother. And I always say, you know, when I'm teaching, when I'm teaching my students, I always say, this is the sign for brother. Just remember that with brothers, it's always friction. So you're always fighting. So it's just rubbing, <laughs> rubbing up and down. I've got two. I know. I know. So this is, yeah. So this is, this is brother. And they think, all oh, right, okay, I can understand that. Yeah, brothers, friction, I can understand that. But then there's others then, especially the question signs. It's like, this is the sign for what? It's like, well, why, why is that? I, I don't know. And my, my response then is, why is a biscuit called a biscuit? You know, you don't query, yeah. you don't question why a verbal word is that because you've grown up with it. But yeah. with sign language, because it's it's British sign language, they expect every, you know, they, 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 they everybody questions, well, why is that sign like that? And it's like, well... Because it is, because that's it's centuries old, yeah. and that's that's why it is, you know. So, and even even up and down the country, Wales and England and Scotland, you know, we've all got different ways of saying things. Yeah, so the same word wouldn't travel all the way around the the UK, but we we understand what you know, like we would say, like a roll, like a bread roll. There's a bread roll, there's mm. a there's a bap, there's a you know, a cob. You know, everybody says yeah, things. Awesome. Yeah, there's there's different ways of saying things. So when you get that in your head, you know, that you don't you don't realise it because you you've grown up with it. So it's like right, okay, yeah, well, yeah, it's a bap, it's a it's a cob, it's a roll, it's whatever it is. But then when we get when we get to sign mm. language it's well why is it why why do they use that sign because they do because that's the way it was <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i can give a reason sometimes i can't you know sometimes i can give a connection yeah. like brother you know but then there's other it's like yeah i don't know it's because why is a biscuit called a biscuit because it is yeah <laughs> it's like in any language often the answer is, it is yeah. because it yeah. is that's the way it yeah. is yeah so what would you say to someone who is considering maybe studying BSL? Come along and have a have a laugh with us. And at the end of it, you will be able to, <laughs> you'll be able to converse with a, with a deaf person. You know, at the end of, with the courses I do, it's 30 weeks and people say, oh, I'll never be able to have a conversation at the end of 30 weeks. But at the end of 30 weeks, they'll be able to talk about themselves. They'll be able to talk about their hobbies. They'll be able to talk about their work, their family, you know. And with the, the signature qualification, at the end of 10 weeks, there is an exam. And even at the end of 10 weeks, you'll be able to tell me where you, tell me your name, where you live. You'll be able to talk about numbers, dates, time. So, and... If it's, if it's something that that you think, oh, that would be interesting. Yes, it's interesting, but it's, it's always... I try to have a laugh with people. I try to get people involved and 
engaged and be able to enjoy what they're learning. Because if you don't enjoy what you're learning, then you'll just drop out, you know. So irrespective of what you want, whether you want to learn it or not, whether you have to learn it, because I've had people come to me from companies and say, oh, I've got to do this because of my job. If if you're not going to enjoy it, then you're not going to you you're not going to be able to pick it up and think, all oh, right, yeah, I'll be able to do this. But yeah, it's it's, it's good to involve people and be able to enjoy, in, involve the deaf community and be able to communicate with these people. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. That was so so interesting. Thank you so much for for chatting to us about the world of BSL no and your your teaching experiences. Yeah. It's honestly fascinating. So interesting. Thank you.